Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we got our new patch with the Festival of the Damned, bug fixes, and some welcome changes in the Sea of Thieves. Let's get into it on this episode of Keelhauled. Alright, just a little precursor before I get started on first item on today's docket, I do want to kind of let you know what's been going on with me. So, if you've been following the social media, you're probably already aware of this, but I was at BlizzCon this last week and I had a blast. It was a great time and I had a lot of fun. I got to check out a ton of different demos, uh, check out all the announcements, avoid all the the scathing hate uh, about Diablo online, that was kind of nice, and just enjoyed the actual games themselves as well as the competition, meeting friends, and just enjoying myself. Uh, Plus, I got some swag, so I was happy about that. The whole time I was there, I had a good time, but I had to represent Sea of Thieves while I was there. In fact, I had a couple friends ask me why I was wearing Sea of Thieves stuff to a BlizzCon uh, convention, and I just had to tell them, I was like, look, I gotta represent my game. That's just how it is. So I got to walk around with uh, the Reapers and the the Kraken shirts and just about anything I could, I did. So it had a good time there. I didn't get a chance to finish up the book. I'm on chapter 5 and unfortunately I'm just a really slow reader on top of all the other stuff going on with uh, school and whatnot. So I still plan on making that video, or not the video, but the review episode for that book. It's just not going to be this week. Uh, It will be the week as soon as I get a chance to finish up the actual book. Unfortunately I just have to catch up on homework, classes, work, life. (laughs) I'm sure you you understand those of you that have kids are just like you can do it it's it's not a big deal just get it done so i will have it just not right away with that being said let's dive into the developer patch notes for patch 1.3.2 all right so i'm going to dive into the patch notes and just kind of hit the bullet points as i go along anything that was uh, relevant. I'm just going to pick on that and then I'll probably dive into the Bilge Rat Adventure later on uh, towards the end of the actual patch notes. So first up, the Devil's Roar rewards are now going to be increased. You're going to have a better chance of finding high value loot in the Devil's Roar, which is great to hear because the risk and reward is there. It should be represented in the game as well. The Ghost Livery will now appearly, uh, appear correctly if applied to the ship after the Kraken Livery. Now what this means is anyone that is Athena's level 5 and has the Kraken liveries can apply the Kraken liveries and then the ghost liveries and then apply a Kraken figurehead and the ghost liveries will retain the purple shimmer that comes with the Kraken liveries and make the whole ship look like it's shimmering like a metallic purple until you die or you leave the area or you have to get spawned back so that's just one of those things that I think a lot of people actually kind of liked so hopefully they'll take that into account when they're building new liveries for future content and maybe give us something that gives us that really beautiful kind of shimmery metallic look from the Kraken's blood. Uh, Islands can appear now this is actually not a fix this is something that's a known issue but when you happen to sail up towards an island and it appears to be in like a low level of detail or in some cases not at all they don't have a fix for this but they are 
we're working on one. I know I've, I've run into this. A few people have had some interesting names for it. Um, in the Devil's Roar, I call it like the Choco Islands because it just it looks like big chunks of chocolate. And other people say it looks like putty islands and stuff. So that's something they, uh, they are aware of and are working towards fixing for a future update. Skeletons and players can no longer shoot through the lo lower hull of sloops and brigantines. This was a fix that came in recently that I enjoy because it, it, being able to do that is just kind of ridiculous. It shouldn't be something that you have to worry about ever. So I'm glad that if you had had that happen, it's not going to be an issue anymore. Uh, they improved the skeleton ship movement and obstacle avoidance. Now, I'm assuming this is because eventually we will actually be getting the skeleton ships out in the world in different areas, not just in the typical spawn locations. And if that's the case, they need to be able to avoid things better. And because of that, they're working on doing these improvements in small iterations with content updates to see how well they do. Pirates will no longer experience a stutter when entering the water uh, and when colliding with ground. Now, this is uh, a great fix because anyone that's sword dashed off a ship tends to run into that problem where you kind of clip on something as you're staying kind of like swimming through the water and you kind of have to move yourself over it to continue the momentum the momentum is still there but because you're clipping on like a rock or, or something like that or if you just have a general stutter when when getting into the water hopefully this has been fixed keep an eye out for it if you start noticing that it's still an issue trying to take some time to hop on the bug forums and let them know that it's still occurring uh the sanctuary outpost pirate hideout entrance no longer becomes flooded with water when a player enters it directly after joining the game. This was um, something that I've realized is it, I've kind of found this out a couple times and it's not a big thing but it's just it's nice to know that they're that they're paying attention to these kind of odd bugs that you run into as you're playing the game. It's it's something that just gives a little more polish to a game that's being iterated on constantly so I'm glad to see that. They also reduce the chance that cargo run cloth crates will get wet when placed in the rowboat uh, though they did say that this is uh, still, still there's still some concern when you're sailing around through like rough seas and it was kind of funny because as I was reading through the patch notes I noticed that they actually put this in twice uh, so it was kind of funny it was like reduced chance of cargo you know blah 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 and then like three bullet points later it was like still the same thing and I'm like oh they really seem to want to emphasize that the next little bit that I wanted to cover was the eye of reach and this was something that was actually this was something that was actually in the um developer update so drew stevens was the one that gave us this update because joe was obviously out at twitchcon and has since come back but will be go going back out fairly shortly to the the mexico uh, event to kind of talk more about the shrouded spoils as well as a uh a a mixer interview on their next podcast to kind of talk more about what's coming after the shrouded spoil so with the eye of reach it's um they, they basically fixed it so that when you uh, reload the weapon it's actually going to be more in line with the actual audio and visual uh, visual things from when you're actually cocking it so when you're reloading you used to have to wait till you were in the ready position or the neutral position when uh, you knew it was actually ready to fire the weapon again now once you hear that that clink uh, and and you actually see that it looks like it's reloaded that's when you can actually fire it again and that's that to me is huge I think not only 
can you put out more damage on like gold skeletons now with this? Uh, you actually have the opportunity to um, have a little more trust in what's going on in the game because before it did never make sense and you always just had to wait. So whenever you wanted to run, if you didn't wait for that animation to completely finish and wait for your gun to be back, back up to normal, you would turn around and then you'd have to spend another three seconds reloading that weapon, which can be very dangerous if you're on a small island with gunpowder skeletons and your only recourse is to go out into the water. I want to throw this and say that thank you to Bodyslam for creating a really well done video a long time ago that actually called attention to this as a, a major flaw with how people perceive the game, especially since so much of the game is working around audio cues. Uh, you know, we understand when gunpowder skeletons are, we understand when someone is climbing up ladders, we understand when the megalodon's coming, when pirates are being fired at by skeletons uh, from islands or, or from, from cannons, basically. So having the Eye of Reach put more in line with the actual audio and vi visual aspects of it, it, it's just one of those things that I think really is, is key to proper PvP, to kind of bringing PvP back into the game where there's a little more understanding of what to expect when you're in that because when you're playing you rely so heavily on those audio cues to know when people where people are and when people are coming at you from different sides the area around skeleton ships has been widened to help prevent server migration this has been a lot of a, a, a much bigger issue lately because i think a lot of people are not playing during certain times so because of that you're running into instances where you're being server migrated uh, i think the last time i did a stream for the build red adventures i actually got server merged twice within an hour which was surprising i didn't expect that and i've noticed that something that you can do to help try and prevent this from happening is to not lower your anchor now a lot of you usually don't because you tend to raise sails and, and just kind of expect how far the ship should drift before it comes to a complete stop which that's usually a good thing to do is you're coming into docking as well you're not having to rely on that anchor to stop you right where you need to be but not lowering your anchor will constantly keep your ship in motion which prevents your ship from actually getting server merch now i've had people tell me that that's not always the case but it seems like every time I've come up to an island or every time I've gotten on my ship while it's anchored that I tend to get server merged. So the reason I bring this up goes back to the skeleton ships. They're going to be widening the area to make sure that when you kill a skeleton ship, if there is loot in the water, that it will not despawn or it, it won't server merge you and cause you to lose that loot. Uh, as with everything, there's always going to be exceptions because of the way the, these bugs work. But they've also tried to make sure that items that are floating in the water actually uh, can be picked up once a server merge has happened as well. So hopefully you won't lose loot uh, like I have in the past due to a server migration just from sailing up somewhere, dropping anchor, throwing a plant into the into the water to keep it wet while I grab the other stuff, and then getting server merged and then not being able to grab that plant again. One little thing before I jump into the build route adventure is the rowboats. They've reduced the time it takes to dock the rowboat oars, allowing you to begin rowing sooner, uh, plus a slew of improvements that actually make it better and less uh, cumbersome, less bugs with it altogether. I think it's great that they're spending some time focusing on the rowboats because right now they are great, uh, but they do have some issues with them that I think are eventually going to be worked out as they get more information from us using them. But the fact that I can hop into a rowboat and not have to wait three seconds is amazing. Such a welcome change. I'm glad that they fixed that and you don't have to worry about it as much. Uh, same thing with like the barrels 2.0 being able to remove that delay when you go in and out of a barrel was such a great thing to to have that back in the game have it shorn up so it's much easier to kind of get back in the rhythm of how you typically play <laughs>
Alright, next up on today's docket, let's dive into the Build Rat Adventure Festival of the Damned. Now, everything I'm going to talk about is going to be breaking down what this is, where it is, what you need to do, all that stuff. So chances are, if you've already played the Build Rat Adventure, the Festival of the Damned, you've probably already finished all this content. And this is going to be pretty kind of boring for you. Regardless, I want to make sure I cover it for the people that haven't gotten a chance to dive in, or maybe there's something that you missed. Maybe, maybe not. You never know. Either way, I'm going to dive into it, so let's get started. The Ferryman has a lord. <laughs> that uh, that kind of surprised me, because uh, just a couple weeks back, I was asking why the Ferryman wasn't omnipotent and all-knowing and everywhere, so that you, if you died, you would be able to come back. We've learned that he came into the world at some point. We don't know how, we don't know when. There's some speculation that I haven't gotten a chance to read into yet that it might be revealed in the Athena's Fortune book, but because I'm only on chapter 5, I haven't gotten a chance to really find out if that's true or false. I guess I'll find out later on, and I guess I'll be able to spoil that on the, the upcoming review book uh, episode. So I'm interested to know who his lord is. Because if if it's the pirate lord or the pirate legend lord, then that's that's kind of interesting. Because we know that Captain Morrow's crew, uh, the ferryman, wasn't around there, and we know that when you go to the ferry, you're not being resurrected; you're being sent back, and you're you're basically an indentured servant to the ferryman and whoever the ferryman's lord is, and they keep sending you back for some reason, but we don't know why yet. So it'll be interesting to find out more about that as things unfold later on. The festival itself feels like Skeleton Thrones kind of 2.0, which I feel is pretty apt because as you sail around in the world, you're going to be going to these different beacons. Now, it's it's one of those things where there's 12 beacons out there. There's three Perseys, and there's a commendation to make sure that you go out and actually get all 12 of them. So there's three in the wilds, which as at Marauder's Arch, Kraken's Fall, and the Crooked Masts. And the, the Crooked Masts is the biggest challenge of this build rat adventure now some people can get it pretty quickly some people have trouble like myself i spent about 40 minutes of frustration working on it and i'm i'm glad because it gave me a reason to kind of sit around and really work on it i feel like i had to earn it uh, other people had better luck and better aiming and just managed to to get it within the first five minutes so uh kudos to those that you did who, who were able to i was on a sloop which is always harder when we're doing these kind of accuracy tests i know with the uh, uh, with the Skeleton Thrones, the few people that were out there on a sloop had a lot harder time actually doing it. Plus, I was alone, so I only had myself as a gauge to be able to find out if my accuracy was off in either direction, up, down, left, right, you know, those kind of things. So uh, when you have more people and they're all firing from the same cannon, you can generally get a better feel for where you need to shoot from than if you're on a solo sloop. Uh, the... Next one is the Ancient Isles. The three there are found on Plunder Valley at the very top. Crook's Hollow, which is in the, in the actual hollow, the bay. Uh, and Devil's Ridge, which is up in the middle of the bay as well on the very highest peak. So most of these you can actually reach without having to shoot yourself up there. In fact, most of them, shooting yourself up there will just give you a shortcut to run up to them as opposed to actually needing to hit a really hard-to-reach area. So I think uh, some of the feedback from Skeleton Thrones helped to kind of of give give them a little more caution to putting them in hard to reach locations especially like a hidden springs outpost where you had to sit out in front of the fort and shoot yourself up to the very tippy top of that fort the ones over in the uh oh i'm just blanking on what they're called 
What are, what are the, the shores of plenty? So, oh man, the shores of plenty, the smuggler's bay, uh, you can reach by foot cannon cove. You can reach by cannon, uh, mermaids hideaway. You can reach by foot, uh, over in the devil's shores, uh, or the forsaken shores, the devil's ridge or no devil's roar. Wow. So sorry. You can tell I've been out of it for the last four days, uh, not doing anything sea of thieves related. So the ones over there are going to be fetchers rest, Ruby's fall and devil's thirst. Completing these will give you uh, credit towards the, the legendary commendation to be able to get the 50 doubloons. So I definitely recommend going out to get these. They're not very hard. What are we doing with the beacons? Well, it's very evident and something I've talked about a couple times already. So just to rehash that, you do need to die in different ways to get different lantern colors. And I really love these lantern colors. I think they did a great job implementing them. I'm really curious to find out how they are going to persist past the Bilgerad adventure because so far everything has. It's just something that I hope comes a, a little easier than having to die in a certain way. Like if I like the red color uh, lantern, I hope that I don't have to go out to the Devil's Roar if I want to do a normal Athena's mission from the Shores of Plenty to have those red lanterns because that's the only place volcanoes are active. So same thing with the pink. The pink is only through PvP and to, to only be able to access the pink color through finding another pirate who's willing to kill you, whether on their own accord or not, uh, just it, it feels like maybe maybe we could find a way to harness that that lantern's energy uh, a little bit easier than just having to find a specific way to get killed. That being said, I really do love the snake venom one, the purple. The purple is probably my favorite, although the blue is, is a close second. Um, so uh, now that I've kind of talked about it, let me just go over all the colors. So there is a commendation called the party boat to be able to get uh, five of the six colors on your ship at one time for different lanterns. I nailed this with five. I don't know if that was a bug or intentional, but I didn't have a pink lantern lit when I did it with Captain J from the Crow's Nest. So it was nice to actually like get that without having to find someone to actually have us have kill us because we did we did actually steal some some loot from a ship that we had over at Shark Shark Bait Cove, but they were pretty new, I guess. Bad or new? I don't know. They're kind of synonymous. So we. Uh, uh, we we kind of fought them for a little bit and then snuck on this captain jay snuck on his ship uh and then we, you know killed the guy and then we took one of his chests and then just kind of ran off and did our own thing but he never had a, an opportunity to kill any of us or either of us so we didn't get that that pink lantern at that point so the the back to the flames so the six different colors that you can have are green uh by being killed by skeletons and this is even from like cannon fire uh, i'm pretty sure that the powder kegs work as well because i think that was the first time i got mine was through a powder keg um blue is by dar dying to a shark bite which can be frustrating if you're not already in an area that has a shark because trying to get those guys to spawn is like i don't know trying to figure out how to win the lottery at this point because you, you basically just have to wait or swim a lot or fire a gun in the water i i don't know i i haven't figured that one out yet going back to my favorite color purple uh it's from the snake venom so you have to die from snakes uh, killing you uh, with their venom. I don't know if this is possible to get from getting hit with venom balls because technically that would be either from a skeleton or from a person uh, unless it's maybe your crewmate. So I imagine that those would be respectively the green and pink. So speaking of pink, the pink is from PvP, which is weird, but I'm going to just go with it. So you can get the flame by being killed by another pirate. Uh, I had a really good time with this actually because I ran into a ship out at Crack 
Kraken's Fall, who was uh, just recently getting the blue flame from Dying with a Shark. They sailed up on me and joined my alliance. And I went over there and talked with them a little bit and then asked them to execute me in a very uh, clean manner. So I sat down and looked away and told them just fire the blunderbuss. And, the, you know, they were going to shoot me with an eye of reach. And I was like, can we just do like one one shot, one kill? Can you just like grab grab the blunder, blunder bus, do me a favor, don't mess it up, and just point blank back of the head. I won't, it, you know, I was <laughs> I was joking on the stream, and it was really funny at the moment, uh, for me at least, that I was kind of referencing of my cement. I was like, tell me about the rabbits, George. Tell me about the rabbits. And then just boom, just a, a blunder bus to the back of the head. I went to the ferry, I got my pink flame, and I went and I lit the beacon at the Kraken's Fall uh, beacon, and uh, uh, then kind of put one one more on my actual ship, and then I went over and gave them the uh, the same the same treatment. One of their pirates, uh, I found out each of the pirates had to go back and get the flame to get credit for it, which was kind of a bummer. I couldn't just like have one go get it and then have them get have both of them get credit for it. So I uh, I executed one of them without a problem, and then I, I botched the second one, and I felt so bad because uh, I shot him. He he didn't die. He was in a lot of pain, and I had to quickly finish him off, and it was. It was awkward uh, afterwards, but um, no hard feelings uh, to the pirate that I botched his execution. It was uh, not intentional at all, uh, but they were very nice. I had a good time uh, sailing around after that, and uh, another another crew came up on me trying to kill me, and I had to kill them. And then I just kind of I was like, okay, well I need to get going, so I have I have class in a bit, so. I left them to their own devices to worry about figuring out how they're going to get a, uh, a a pink flame for for that. Um, outside of that, we have the the red, which I mentioned was from dying from a volcano. Uh, I haven't tested to see if this works by shooting into a, a volcano, but at this point, you really don't need to work that hard die, to die by a volcano. Um, that being said, though, I, I have noticed that the volcano accuracy seems to be reduced a lot because it, it feels like I've been able to sail around islands more and not get hit as much as I used to before the patch. So I'm, I'm if that's the case, it'd be nice because because being walloped by a volcano every like 10 seconds when you're in range is is just merciless and and I and I like that it's that deadly, but man, that makes that tough for doing solo stuff, uh, which is a majority of what I've been doing lately. I've been doing a lot more actual solo content uh for no reason really just because i've been i've been enjoying the, the peace and quiet so i haven't really been sailing with anyone just because when i do get in i generally have a very specific thing that i'm trying to do and i feel like i might be um kind of monopolizing other people's time if i jump in and i'm like all right we're only doing this because this is the amount of time that i have and i'm only going to be focused on doing this and not really interested in helping other people out with other stuff until I get more time. So, Pirates, if you asked to jump in with me and I've declined, it's not personal. It's it's not because I don't want to sail with you. It's purely because I've been on a very restricted amount of time lately with the ramp up of school and stuff lately. Um, taking full full uh, semester, I just haven't had time to do that. Plus work, plus keeping up around the house and spending time with the missus, uh, plus the podcast and playing and keeping up with a, a couple other games as well too. I'm babbling on 
about this and should just tell you about the white uh, flame, which I think is really great. I love the white flame. I love that the storms um, have had a, a huge increase in lightning frequency. I think it's <laughs> for anyone that needs to do this still, if you haven't figured it out or if you if you haven't had a chance to get it yet, I really recommend you go up to the crow's nest in whatever ship you're in, drop down to the to the deck and take the fall damage to the point where one lightning strike is all you need to die. That way what you can do is you can kind of skirt around the outside of an of a an actual storm, get hit once and then hopefully sail off away from the storm as you wait to get respawned. Because if you get dragged into that storm, you're going to have a lot higher chance of breaking or having breaches in your hull and then filling up with water. And then if you have if you have a low, long load time, which they said they improved, you're going to run into that problem where you might sink your ship. And hopefully you don't have any loot. Hopefully you're just going out for the achievement. But that being said... Um, it's I hope that oh man I really do hope that the storms stay as dangerous as they are because it, it adds an element of danger to something that for right now really isn't that bad you know I, I feel like if you go into a storm it should actually be life or death you really should have to worry about whether or not you're going to come out the other end uh, with your ship intact especially if you're being chased by someone and you can navigate through a storm and make it out if the other players aren't as uh, coordinated or experience then you have a much better chance of getting away from a, a pursuing pirate ship and that's something that i think really should be kind of left in the game maybe i'm just crazy maybe i just like the the idea of frying to death from lightning strikes call me crazy actually you probably do call me crazy that's okay, I still love you though. All right, so let's talk a little bit about if this was a good Build Rat adventure. And to be perfectly frank, yes, I think it was. I think this actually took a lot of the stuff that we liked about Skeleton Thrones, put them in the game, but made them easier to achieve. Now, granted, a lot of people that have actually gone through and done this have had their uh, concerns. Well, no, I'll just flat out say it. They've been complaining that this is too short. And to be honest, that's fine because it's a Halloween event and we're getting content soon. And we're going to be getting a lot of content soon. And I think that if we do have two weeks of this for a bit, then that's fine. Because, you know, it's going to be one of those things as we get closer, closer and closer towards the, the winter. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, especially with uh, North America, then, or I, would, I should say the US of A, um, that people aren't going to have as much time to play. There's a lot of big games coming out, and they want to make sure that they get a chance to play those. And if they don't get a chance to play those, then maybe they're going to be traveling. There's a lot of conventions that go on during this time of year, as well as people just spending time with their family and getting prepped for the holiday season. With that being said, having a build rat adventure that can be completed within three maybe four hours is fine because not everyone needs to spend 10 hours on content just to make sure that they feel like they're getting fulfilled it's free content we didn't have to pay for this stuff we're just getting it so that that being said i've really enjoyed it the things that i think would have been good at as like an added feature to help kind of incentivize more scenarios where you have controlled pvp pvp with a point um which i guess would uh would just be pvp 
PWP, PVP, WP. Uh, we'll go, <laughs> I'll go with that. With having beacons in three beacons in each sea, you have the opportunity to have control points. You sail around and you light your beacons, and your beacon is the beacon that you're using, and you designate it as your beacon by setting all the lanterns on your ship as that color beacon. Now, uh, say like if a another ship comes in the area and wants to light their the beacons there, you can get notified that your beacon has been taken down and that another beacon has been lit by another crew. And to to your eyes, that crew would have lit in the lit the beacon with a different color. It could have been a static color. It could be blue. And your your beacon color is red. So whenever you're um, sailing the Reaper's Mark, your flag color is or your your lantern color is automatically red and the opposing ship is would appear as blue even though to them it would be red so that way there's an easy distinction between colors and you would sail around light these beacons and then you would have to maintain control over them and if you maintain control over them and then completed like say skeleton lord on each island then the rewards for those skeleton rewards would be like a uh, skull fort skull. So each skeleton, like say there's five waves on an island, and I'm, I'm kind of making some of this up as I go as just a way, but it would add two features. One, a PVE, uh, um, a PVE thing to keep people on the island to do something. So you would have to find off like five waves of skeletons to, to get to a captain who would drop a skeleton uh, skull fort skull. And um, you would... It, that would that would force people to stay at least one island um, to make sure that they could take take out that skeleton captain and you could kill these captains while you were uh, maintaining control like they would be active for you while you were maintaining control now say another crew sails up then they could steal your skeleton captains and get that loot or they could sink you and take everything or they could prevent you from being able to get to the skeleton captain by lighting their own beacon but the only way that they could actually gain access to the skeleton captains is either to take over yours or or to main, or to change all the beacons in the sea to get control of the beacons, and then once they had control of the beacons, then you would have to take them over to get control of the skeleton lords for yourself on your own terms at the island that you're at, or you would have to actually take over the, the skeletons that are being fought by the other captain uh the other ship and you could do alliances so you could have multiple ships at different alliances and maintain control and this event would only be available you uh you know once every every 20 minutes or something so that way people weren't just constantly grinding it uh and it would be delayed be by other crews taking beacons or killing you and sinking you and taking or just changing out one of the beacons it's a weird kind of point control system where it kind of meshes some of the uh the pve nature of the game with some PvP to force people into a situation where they have to decide, okay, well, are we good enough to defend these or are we going to have to back out and maybe take another C and try and take that uh, those three beacons to, to do our, our own um, our own skeleton captains in that area. With something like that, I think is, is something that I don't think it's that hard to put in. I know it would require more time, but I think that's one of those things that would give players, like, it's not required, but say you're on a quiet server, you could actually do it if you didn't like PvP. 
because there's always points where people can do that in a different sea. And, you know, on the map, you could show like these lit these beacons are lit by someone else. And you could put like a little skull on the island that said like, you know, this beacon is active for a skeleton captain and it would draw pirates to that to go get it. So little things like that, I think would be nice to kind of give a little more, uh, more, more enriching experience for everyone that likes to do to, to play the game because a lot of pirates do enjoy the PvP aspect, but with the build round adventures typically being themed around PvE, except for the one that we had that was specifically crew uh, Curse Cruise, then they don't have much incentive to want to log in because everyone's going to be helping each other out and they're going to get annoyed that people are just going to run or scuttle if um, people are are kind of con not not wanting to do the actual PVE. I know for my personal experience uh, tonight when I was doing a little research for uh, a later part that I want to talk about later as far as like item descriptions, there was a, I left my sloop out by Galleon's Grave for a while and it, it, you know, I, I hadn't really done anything. I didn't stalk anything. I didn't really care. I was just, I was going out to actually get like one last beacon for the commendation and then I was going to sail to the wilds to pick up the makeup sets so that I could actually take a look at all the descriptions and make sure that I got them. So as I'm sitting there kind of thumbing through the pages of the shopkeep for the clothing merchant and just looking at all the descriptions that they had and taking some notes down, writing things, keeping track of stuff, I started to hear cannon fire. And my initial thought was, okay, uh, someone's going to sink my ship and then they'll probably come on and, you know, if they kill me, they kill me. If they don't, they don't. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not really, like, invested in this, this session right now. I'm just trying to get some information. And then I noticed, I noticed that it started taking quite a while for them to actually hit my ship. So I go out and I take a look at what's going on. Because I'm like, okay, what? Why, why is my ship not sunk? Why is it taking so long for them to fire uh, cannons? So I'm seeing this, and I don't know if they were too close or what, but they, they just could not seem to hit my ship. So I take out my Eye of Reach and um, snipe the dude on the cannon tower. And he freaks out. He, he disengages from the cannon. He starts running around the ship frantically, looking looking for whatever was trying to hit him, not thinking that it was probably just someone on the island who was just kind of annoyed at the fact that it was taking them so long to sink his ship. So the guy finally realizes that I'm on the island and I take a couple pot shots at him and he starts coming towards me. So I take a little bit of a higher ground up towards the weaponsmith. He runs up the ramp towards the clothing merchant. I jump down and start uh, start getting ready for him to turn around. As he turns around, I hit him with an eye of reach shot and get him down. So he jumps over me and starts running towards the inn. He turns around, starts eating a banana, and I sword lunge him once, knock him back, and then he tries to um, he tries to, to uh, defend. And he at this point, I know that he's probably got maybe like one I have reached shot like well maybe like a pistol shot's worth of health because I took a good lunge out of him and he ate one banana after being down to 10% so he's probably hovering around 50% health and I managed to lunge one more time and get a, a clean kill on him at that point I was like okay well if this dude's solo and he's got I uh, like treasure I'm, I'm just gonna take like one chest because I, I feel like I deserved it he sank my ship I gotta buy another ship and I you know if he if if he's going to try and kill me and I, I win, then I should get a reward. That's just, you know, that's how I feel. So I run over to a ship and I, and as I'm running up, I already see that there's a dude up in the crow's nest. So I'm not going to go up there because I feel like that might be a trap and I'm not going to spend too much time on his ship because he might try and self detonate. So jump on the ship, go inside. They don't have anything at all. 
and I'm just kind of like, okay, this is kind of weird. It's a couple of pirate legends just sailing around looking to kill people. I, I go back to the island, and I start looking at more makeup, and I hear this guy on comms, and he's calling out. He's like, hey, wherever you are, come out, come out, let's fight. And I go out there, and I, I actually don't know where he's at, so I'm just like, hey, dude, how's it going? He's like, good, how are you? And I'm like, good, I'm doing research. How can I help? He's like, oh, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I'm reading descriptions for makeup. I'm trying to look for little details and clues into the lore. And he's like, oh, uh, okay. And I'm like, do you, are, are you guys, you know, just trying to kill ships and stuff? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not really invested in the, in the session right now. I don't have anything. I didn't stock anything. I'm not really doing anything. I'm just grabbing information for, for a podcast. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to get back to it. If you kill me, I don't care, but I'm, I'm probably going to defend myself regardless. And, uh, he's like, all right. So <laughs> he's like, you know, uh, thank you for actually killing me with a sword and not two guns. And I'm like, well, it's a pirate game. I mean, I've got a cutlass. That's what it's for. So they actually, as a result, started to respect me for, for, you know, killing him and then not sinking his ship or, uh, uh, you know, not, not being too much of a, a jerk about the whole thing. And it was nice because at that point it was like they went and did their own thing. You know, there was a mutual respect. I didn't care about my ship and they sank it. I killed him, the captain. So his crew member didn't try and kill me afterwards. And uh, they went on their way and I got to finish up what I was working on. So it's... It's nice that I can have like PvP engagements once in a while without it just like degrading into to name calling and cheating and and you know things like that. It it was it was nice to have a good little duel with a stranger and you know I didn't lose anything, he didn't lose anything and and we both went off and and had a good story to tell about it afterwards. So what <laughs> I guess what what did this all come down to? So uh, the what I was wanting to get to was talking about the the PVP that could be implemented with these these events to help kind of heart or you know increase the amount of engagements that you have so you don't get rusty because I feel like a lot of the times pirates are starting to get rusty with their skills and it would be nice to know that uh, when when you're actually playing the game that you can still have good engagements with something other than AI something that's predictable and still maintain that kind of pirate fantasy so hoping for that we'll see I'm not I'm you know I'm not gonna be upset if we don't get it I still have fun with the few engagements that I do have but let's actually take a break and get into the makeup and, and what I found when I was doing this research and then kind of talk to you about some of the rewards that you can expect with this build rat adventure. Okay, so let's get into the actual stuff that we get with completing the build rat adventure for the Festival of Dam. So starting off, let's cover the time limited stuff. So the time limited stuff are the Fairy of the Dam, or not the Fairy of the Dam, the Festival of the Dam deliveries, which are sales with a uh, fiery skeleton head and arms in the color of the Athena's fortune liveries. And to be perfectly honest, these liveries are, or this sales are the better set of liveries that should go with the Athena's fortune. Now, if you've seen the Athena's fortune sales, they are a skeleton circle uh around some torn like uh, torn sails and it looks cool but it's not it doesn't feel as epic as this skeleton this flaming skeleton head with the the hands and the flames and stuff i really like these a lot better and when you compare the two of spending i think it's oh, see i should have wrote i should have written it down i think when you look at spending 500,000 and having to grind to athena's fortune level 7 to get the athena's fortune sails and then compare that to 40 doubloons, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy when they get Athena's level or Athena level 5 
and they can get the actual Athena level or the Athena's fortune liveries to pair it up with these Festival of, Festival of the Damned liveries. I think that a lot of people are going to enjoy that combination, especially with the green lanterns. And I definitely think that the, the skeleton lantern that comes as well, that is also a time-limited thing, looks a lot better than the uh, Bone Crusher set that we got back during Cursed Sales. Not to say that that isn't good, but we got one that was uh, a skull, and we really enjoyed it for a long time until we got like say the Kraken Eye and now we have this one which actually has a hand on top that kind of grabs your hand as you're holding it up and I think that's really cool some of the combinations with the colors are amazing I really love the Kraken uh, not the Kraken the Ocean Crawler Lantern with different colors I think that it looks really good with that you're also going to have three different time limited makeups and that's the the skull face the uh, ghostly face and then the um, the flaming face so those are the three that are going to be time limited you can pick them up but once once the campaign is done um after next week then i think you're you're kind of out of it for a while you're not going to be able to get those again so that being said um they're cheap they're not they're not that hard to get and the doubloons are easy enough to pick up in this event that everyone should be able to get in and get them as well too we also had the different uh the the actual different makeup sets as well too so every single c uh for the original three c's have new makeup sets and i believe it's somewhere between six to eight different types of makeup and I really liked the uh, I really liked that some of them had some good flavor text. So, like I mentioned in in the little little story that I was telling, that I was sitting on Galleon's grave, kind of gathering information about the different makeups and their descriptions. So I picked out a few of these that I want to go over just because I thought they were really interesting or or at least funny. I love dry humor, so it's something I have to talk about. One of them is called Sky Strike, and it's one that I'm currently wearing on my on my character. I really love it. It's it talks about commemorating the fall of comets that once wrought great havoc on the wilds that is crazy to me actually because you know nowhere has there ever been any kind of lore that i found that talks about astrological anomalies anything that comes whether it be like shooting stars or comets um you know, we, we already have the, the, the Aurora Borealis, but that's that's kind of an atmospheric thing uh, with the North Pole, which is, is weird that it happens in Sea of Thieves, but everything's weird that happens in Sea of Thieves, so why should that surprise me? But hearing that there was a, a, a comets that were falling into the wilds makes a lot more sense as to why everything's so jagged and ugly. Uh, you know, nothing can really survive if you've got a bunch of, you know... Uh, uh, asteroid or comet radiation like killing plant life and stuff or, or at least not changing the face of the different islands to make them look so so jagged and so so beat up the the next one is called Warface, uh, war paint of the sea raiding tribes who once ruled the wilds that's kind of cool uh, you know everyone thinks of the of the tribes on islands as ones that were consistently just on the islands and and we never knew if there was any indigenous life in the wilds and then to find out that the wilds um, we're, we're built up of a sea rating group of tribes was, is just really kind of cool. They were more nomadic in that sense that they, they just kind of sailed around taking out other people or, or, you know, protecting their territory. The, the weeper is a really funny one. The one that, that kind of jokes about how, uh, it makes you look like you're crying or over, over lost treasure or spilled grog. I love that. The Eastern opera. This is uh, face paint inspired by the Eastern opera. What, which, uh, which that actually did a villain. Now I know a lot of people are referring to this as the Mulan makeup, and I think <laughs> I think that's really funny. But I'm glad to see that they're adding some 
Eastern-influenced stuff into the game, hinting towards future content, which may actually give us uh, Eastern-styled items, uh, whether it be like cosmetics for your ship or cosmetics in the game for your clothing. Maybe even just a new ship type that is Eastern-influenced, like the Junker. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this um, in the future, and I'm just glad that we're starting to get little bits of this as we start to play the game and they start releasing more and more content. The next one is going to be the Bloodied Warrior, uh, War Paint of the Ancient Isles tribes. Nice to know that the warriors, uh, or that the Ancient Isle tribes were actually warriors and uh, were, were not afraid of wearing the blood of their enemies. The diamond set, uh, they say that you look. it looks like you fell asleep on your playing cards again because it's got the little diamond icons and stuff, from, or the suit of cards, which uh, makes me wonder if this is alluding to card games coming in a future patch or, or maybe even the next Shrouded Spoils as something that you can, because they said uh, back in, was it E3? I want to say it was E3 that they were talking about ways that you could do stuff on a ship uh, between sailing between islands and that was something that was coming close. This is uh, definitely not as close as I thought it would be but it's nice to know that um, it might it might be the steps to getting cards in the game so that we can actually have card games that aren't gambling based because I know that would change the rating and that's something they can't really go into but card games are still a game. We're playing a game. Hopefully we'll see that. The Ghost Finder makeup. Uh, tribal shamans who commune with the spirits of the ancient isles. Now, when they talk about shamans, most tribes typically have shamans or, or uh, people that speak with nature and have remedies and, and no herbs and things like that. It's very common in uh, societies, uh, cultures around the world. You know, it's something that everyone is kind of used to uh, hearing the word shaman when they think of like tribes. So I think this might suggest that the spirits that they're communing with are either past leaders or uh, past um, tribes people, or it might be referred referring to the giant animals in the paintings depicted in the ancient isles. Now in the ancient isles, you've got a lot of different, like you've got like boars, you've got rocks or, or giant birds, uh, you've got stingrays, things like that. There's, there's lots of creatures in on these paintings that are much larger than standard creatures. And it makes me wonder if maybe these are, maybe these are spirits that they were talking to. And if that's the case, that would be cool, but it doesn't really explain some of the hunter or uh, battles of uh, animals that, that, that we've seen on some of the paintings depicting like great battles that have been won between against like the, the boar tribe and stuff like that. So that kind of makes me think about a movie that came out in the 90s, I believe it was the 90s, correct me if I'm wrong, that was Princess Mononoke, or Mononoke Hime, um, which is one of my favorite uh, Studio Ghibli movies, or Ghibli, I can't remember, it's like Jiff and Gift to me, I can't ever remember uh, the difference, but um, I'm going to say Ghibli for now, but Studio Ghibli is, made Princess Mononoke, and the whole premise of it was man versus nature, and then man versus man, but it had the spirits of the forest represented as giant animals, like a giant wolf and a giant giant boar and then the the forest god itself and i wonder if maybe they they were maybe rare was taking some references from these when making some of those ancient uh ancient paintings on the on the rock facings the telling of stories and that the shamans were talking to these creatures who were manifest as these animals that we did battle with and maybe the battle maybe you know maybe we won some maybe maybe the tribes lost some and that's why we don't have tribes and that's why they're they either moved or 
or or now extinct. So that was uh, just kind of digging into the the, the speculation for that. Uh, going into the next one, undying uh, style that reflects the the rules of ancient or uh, ancient people who considered themselves gods, uh, which I thought was interesting. You know where. Where were these people that, uh, these ancient people that believed themselves gods? And this is, if you look at it, it's the one that I'm talking about, the Undying, is the one that has the raw uh, Egyptian-style uh, eye makeup, which I love. I actually think the eye of Ra is, is very, it works. It works really well. But that was something that the pharaohs actually wore makeup to kind of embody or, or look closer to the gods that they were, um, that they believed in to make, to make the people, the slaves, uh, believe that they you know they were more powerful than just a person so uh this is really cool i'm interested to find out more about where these people were located in the world you know were they part of the shores of plenty people were they part of the the war tribes out in the wilds were they part of the the shaman tribes out in the ancient isles or the the warrior tribes out there so very curious to find out more about that if that's possible one thing that i would like to see in the game added now that we have makeup is body paint i'd like to actually have varying uh, body paint as well as uh, like face paint and stuff. So if that's a possibility, that would be awesome. I don't know how hard that would be, but it's, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that runs, uh, no, I know I'm not the only one that runs around without a shirt on, but that's because of the Keelhauled logo on my back. But I definitely think that it would be kind of cool to have some of that, you know, have some some paint around our, our actual bodies and stuff, be able to display that as well as face paint. Uh, maybe we'll get earrings soon. Maybe earrings is the next big thing. So other than that, um, some interesting things that I found with this update was the ability to douse beacons. Uh, this is the first time in the game that we've had any kind of interaction with fire. Fire in the game, for the most part, is not actually real. It's just a, a an appearance thing. You can put powder kegs, you can put pigs, you can put whatever you want on a campfire, and it doesn't do anything. Not only that, but it doesn't hurt you either. So with dousing the beacons, I'm hoping that this is the first step, and I haven't had any kind of confirmation about this, but I'm hoping it's the first step to having interactive fire so that when, say, cooking comes, we can use the campfires that have the pots out there as a, a, a source of fire to, to cook things for, to cook meat, to cook whatever you want, you know, and uh, to, to make them doused is something that, you know, you can actually do. Like, say, say once you're done, you can start a fire, you can use it, and then when you're done, you can douse it, or maybe fire can start coming to ships and start uh, burning stuff on ships and you have to use water to actually douse that but then you run the risk of actually sinking your ship because you're tossing wire on it or water on it or maybe when you toss water on a fire it actually uh, uh, kills the fire but evaporates some of it so you only get portion of the bucket of water in in your deck uh, or, or below deck in the hull so Weird speculation, I know, but I'm just going to toss it out there. Um, overall, I'm going to say that the that the build round uh, build round adventure was really good. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to others like it, um, but you know, slight, slight criticisms here and there, just as far as length, uh, stuff that was put into it and then things that they could add later on that are kind of as a result of what we got from this. All 
right. Next up on today's docket, uh, I just want to dive into a little bit more about some of the descriptions before I close out tonight's show. Uh, as I was checking through the descriptions for the different makeup sets, I decided to take a look at some of the other items, and I noticed that most of the items that were within the same set actually seem to have the same description. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that because it's it's one of those things where, like, say for like the the castaway set, each part of the castaway set, whether it's the scurvy or the bilge rat or the castaway, they all have the exact same description, which doesn't make sense when you look at some of the, like, for example, take a look at the peg legs for the castaway or for the, uh, the, the bilge rat set, and you'll find out that all of them were made from abandoned rowboats. Which is, I mean, I guess you could, but it, it just it doesn't really feel kind of immersive when you when you see the same description. Now, I, I guarantee most people aren't digging into the item descriptions like I am. I am. It seems kind of weird. But that being said, we got uh, um, some spoilers that I'm going to hold off on just because they're so fresh that I don't want to upset people by putting them out too yet, too, too soon. Uh, but that being said take a look at some of the descriptions on some of the stuff especially like the sea dog stuff the sea dog stuff has some interesting descriptions so the reason i bring it up is because i think that there might be some stuff alluding to uh things that could be coming in the future so for example like with the the black seed or the black dog set uh the, the or, or the the sea dog set the one of the items has a reference to the infamous pirate ship the black dog now, anyone that pre-ordered got the uh, the Black Dog set, and it, I always wondered why it was called the Black Dog set, and I realize now that it's in reference to a galleon, or at least a ship, and this, this takes me back to the Wailing Barnacle, because the Wailing Barnacle is still one of those things that is so, so, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. Okay, um, I'm just going to say, okay, it's, it's, at the, I'm at the end of the episode, I'm going to start going into some spoiler stuff right now, and if you want to listen to it and you want to be spoiled for some of the stuff coming out, then that's fine keep listening. If you don't want to be spoiled on anything for future content on some of the stuff that I learned, then, uh, then don't, don't listen from now on. Um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. I didn't get any reviews this week. Uh, so don't worry about that. Uh, thank you to everyone that has sent in a review and please, please, if you haven't consider taking some time to help get that outreach out there. So other pirates know, um, that my show is still going and that people still enjoy it and that, or don't enjoy it. You know, people want criticism. I take criticism as well. Um, but you know, there's always a discord for that as well too. I'm a lot quicker to reach there than having to wait for uh, podcast reviews. Anyone that doesn't have Apple, don't worry. I, I understand. I'm not. I'm not asking you to, to create an account for that either. So I feel like this was enough time to kind of sound the the spoiler warning. So uh, let's get into it. So uh, with the whaling barnacle, there was some data mine stuff that came out, and the data mine stuff is interesting because it talks a lot about some of the the future stuff that we might get with maybe not maybe not necessarily the next content update, but maybe the content update after that. And there's some reference about the whaling barnacle possibly coming back it's it's something that i want to know more of because we know that it was stitcher jim's ship and we know that the that we know that the stitcher jim ship 
the Wailing Barnacle was made reference to with the sword from the uh, Bilgerad adventure of the cursed uh, mermaid statues and that the mermaid statues were so out of place that it only makes sense that this is something that should be coming later on down the line but because they were running out of time and it was done they pushed it forward without any kind of uh, reference and it's going to and it's going to take from now until December or from July until December seven months uh, or not seven months I don't know what I'm thinking about uh, six months for us to finally get some some hopefully some conclusion or some some closure on what these uh, what what these whaling barnacle mermaid statues have to do with the the game you know like what what's the point of these mermaid statues and some of the stuff that we learned in some of the data mine material that i grabbed from another discord um talks about the statues leaving desirable gems behind and uh that's something that we wondered when we were doing this event like why would this why would you kill a mermaid statue like why aren't you taking the gems out of these things why are there different colored gems why is there a ruby why is there a sapphire why is there an emerald and why are they of varying difficulty to destroy and why are they dis why are they hurting you knowing now that there's a connection between the gems the statues and the wailing barnacle leads me to believe that we're hopefully hopefully finally going to be getting mermaids something that we've been wondering a lot about the history of the mermaids we got some more hints from forsaken shores about mermaids coming into the game shrouded spoils could be in reference to the fog around the ocean covering up sunken sunken treasure something that you have to go out and find something shrouded in mystery I, I keep diving at this and, and kind of trying to figure out you know maybe i'm looking too deep at this but regardless it's it's fun to kind of speculate on whether or not we're actually going to be getting the whaling barnacle whether we're going to see that whether we're going to fight stitcher jim or maybe stitcher jim just disappears and we we don't hear from him again or maybe this the mermaid statues cause a threat that forces the mermaids to come out of hiding and start doing battle with us maybe that's why we're we were killing these statues is we were we were encroaching on or encroaching on their territory and now they're mad and now it's all out war between us and the merfolk who knows uh so that's going to do it for for the speculation i don't want to dive too much into it so let's finish up the episode and when i get more information that i can talk about or not talk about i'm, I'm pretty much spoiling it but i i like to make sure that the people that want to know about this stuff as soon as possible get a chance to hear it and those that don't don't have to listen past a certain point so if you're listening to this thank you i appreciate it hopefully you're not mad at me for spoiling it hopefully you got a chance to actually stop it that being said let's close out this episode All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhaul. Thank you. I love you. If you want to get a hold of me, there's always good ways to do it. You can always reach me by email at captlogun at gmail.com. If you want to reach me, the best way is going to be on Twitter at capt underscore logun. I talk about a lot of stuff on Sea of Thieves. I always retweet like things that are interesting, and the community there is just great. So it's always nice to talk with other pirates of liked minds out there and see what they're doing. If you want to get a more intimate conversation going and find people to actually see sail with please look into discord join the discord server go in say hi we're all there i've got different channels for different things there's off topic stuff as well as uh podcast feedback and some uh console con conversation with other consoles that are out there that people want to play with so if you're looking for people to sail with uh, that are nice and friendly and want to do the same things that you want to do, whether it's PvE or PvP focused, there's always someone in our Discord that's looking for that. And I always, I always appreciate them being so awesome with that. 
that being said uh i don't know how often i'm going to be able to sail with people soon just because things are ramping up in my life i'm getting busier and i want to make sure that the time that i spend is focused on continuing to learn the game and learn things about the game as well as getting content for you and keeping my grades up at 4.0 that's that's also kind of a priority but anyway pirates thank you i love you i hope you enjoyed this episode it went a lot longer than i thought it was going to be i thought i was going to get out of this in in like 30 to 40 minutes i can't believe i blabbed on so long about everything else so thank you uh i look forward to talking with you next episode and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves